the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We are only one month away, pretty much from the holy days. Wow. God's appointed times, the fall feasts. How do we prepare? First, let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you, Lord. And we're excited for so many reasons. We're excited that you are our God that you've made a way for us to cleanse us of our sins. We're excited, Lord, that you provide many gifts for us. And we're excited, Lord, for the season we're in. And as we prepare for the holy days, that's exciting. So, Lord, just move upon us, Lord. Lord, the the world has such disappointing things to offer. Must really make you sad, Father. But we are here to be a light to the nations. We're here to be ambassadors for you, Lord. Father, touch us so that we can touch others. We bless you. We praise you. We pray for this program, Lord, that it would honor you. I pray in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, you know, not too many more weeks for the end of the summer challenge. Hope you're enjoying it. We uh, pray that you are part of it. If not, you can still be part of it. Sign up. Call our office, 813-831-5673. Also, uh, check out our website. Uh, that is shereshdavid.org. Shoresh is S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And come visit us. Bring people. We love visitors. We love children, um, especially on Saturdays. Kind of Saturday is, is where our children go to Shabbat school, and they have a great time. So uh, come visit. Bring the family. Bring those who don't know the Lord. Um, we'd love to hear and meet you. And uh, so, blessings. And uh, consider sending us a gift. Uh, we really do appreciate financial blessings as they help pay the bills. <laughs> and so, uh, certainly pray for us, and also we would appreciate the financial blessings as well. So, the month of the Lul. 
that's spelled E-L-U-L, on the Hebrew calendar, started this past Thursday evening, which was August the 17th, and consider it a month that God wants us to search and rescue. (laughs) Let me explain. And by the way, I say God wants, but this is... What I'm, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is traditional, but still biblical. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so Elul is the sixth month of the biblical calendar. It means to search. And that's appropriate. As I said, traditionally, um, this is a time when we're so, supposed to search our hearts. It's a time of preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's a time where we search and we rescue. We we seek to be rescued from the sins of our life. We also seek to rescue others from their sin, especially those who have not been cleansed by the blood of Messiah. So the name of the month in Hebrew is spelled with an aleph, a lamed, vav, and lamed. And that's an acronym for uh, the first letter of each of these words in Hebrew, Ani Ledodi Vedodi Li, which means I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. A quote from Song of Songs or Solomon, chapter 6, verse 3, where the beloved I, we believe, is God and the I represents the Jewish people. And we're not only to... Uh, search and rescue our Jewish people. We're supposed to rescue everyone. But certainly at this time of the year, let's think about our Jewish people and, and how they need the Lord. And we're not only to search for the sin that's within us, we also search for those Jewish people who don't know Yeshua. So do you have friends, family, people who are Jewish who don't know Yeshua, this is the time. There are too many people that give themselves a pass on loving people. And sharing with those who don't know Yeshua is one of the ways we really show our love. Now, tradition teaches us that in the month of Elul, it's for Teshuvah, which means repentance. Teshuvah literally means to return and describes the return to God and a reconciliation between people that is made possible through the repenting of our sins. The yearning for repentance builds through the month of Elul to Rosh Hashanah and finally to Yom Kippur. Look, repentance is supposed to grow bigger and bigger and bigger in each day of the spirit of repentance. We uh, really sense what God is doing within us. One of the traditions is to blow the shofar each day in the month of Elul to remind us repent. Traditionally, Elul is also a time to begin the process of asking for forgiveness for wrongs done to other people and forgive those who have hurt and offended you. And I'm asking us as not only our congregation of Shoresh David, but the radio listening audience to pray and fast during this month of Elul. I believe that this time should be dedicated 
to humbling ourselves, asking, as I mentioned, for forgiveness from God and man, and to forgive others, and share our faith with everyone, especially with our Jewish brethren, in order to see many come to know Yeshua. And we would love for you to, as you meet people, to bring them in to our Holy Day services. And so for that reason, we've produced tickets. Now, do you need tickets to come in? No. But it's nice to give somebody a ticket and make them feel really welcomed. So we have calendars and we have tickets and we pray that you will use them in this month of Elul to really reach out to the Jewish people. You know, this is a time where we ask God to realign our heart with his. We are to surrender anything he shows us that hinders our intimacy with him. Renounce and turn from sin that blocks fulfillment of our destiny. Look, he's made us, he's created us for himself. He longs for us to be his greatest joy. Have we overlooked the idea of searching and examining our hearts ourselves? Usually, you know, when you search for something, it's something of tremendous value. That's why, you know, you search for it. We look carefully and thoroughly for it. So search yourself. Who are you? What are your characteristics that make up your self-image or how you see yourself? Self-image is that picture we form in our minds about the kind of person we are. It's a picture that stays the same, though, over time, unless we take purposeful steps to change it. Our self-image is learned. We learn from our environment, such as what other people have told us about ourselves and how they appear to respond. However, it's also based on our own interpretation of events. To the extent to which our interpretation is accurate, and balanced significantly impacts our overall psychological well-being and the types of relationships we have. Your self-image can be distorted, not balanced, and unhealthy for various reasons. One reason is that we might have blind spots. In fact, we all have blind spots. You know what a blind spot is? Well, in a car, you know, if you are seeking to go from the middle name lane to the right lane, you look at that uh, mirror on the right part of your car, because if you don't, there is this area that you won't see unless you use that mirror, right? And it's the same thing with people. We need their mirror, what they see, that is blind to us in order to see what we can't see. We need them. That mirror that they, 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 it's just a gift for people to show us and tell us things about ourselves that we don't know. Of course, I don't need that because I'm married and my wife is more than happy to be my mirror. <laughs> she tells me all the things that's wrong with me. But uh, 
look, when you, you can't listen to everybody, I get that. So find some people who are loyal to you and, and who can help you get started. Don't send the loyal, courageous friend or family member away because they have the guts to start you in the right direction of self-understanding. You know, this is what happened to King David with Bathsheba. You know, initially he sees her on the rooftop. He gets tempted and acts on his temptation. He gets her pregnant. Did David search his heart at this point in any of these? Did he search his heart because he was tempted? Did he search his heart because he got her pregnant? No. No. Did he search his heart after he got Uriah the Hittite, her husband, killed? No. Why? Probably because he got the things he wanted. And that overcame the conscience of doing the wrong thing. So what he needed was somebody to help him with his blind spot, that mirror. And God gave him Nathan. And Nathan had this story to tell David, which would help David realize that he had sinned before God and man. So do you have sins? Maybe not as appalling as King David, but that you're not willing to look at? Maybe we can send you a Nathan. (laughs) Is there a Nathan in your life? Look, there are many reasons we don't look at our sins. Usually one of the, the reasons is because we've rationalized poor behavior away. So in the example of King David, he might have said, hey, I'm king. (laughs) I have the right to do what I want. Or he might have said, she shouldn't have tempted me by washing herself on the rooftop. She knows that I was looking. Or he could have said, in fact, she might have known that I was looking and wanted the attention because her husband hadn't been with her in a while since he was at war. So I was kind of doing her a favor. And you say, well, that sounds crazy. Well, most rationalizations do sound crazy to the one who's not rationalizing. But to the one who is rationalizing, it makes perfect sense. You know, my heart was really hurt this morning as I listened on the radio to the AMA, the American Medical Association, which is now sanctioning the research that will allow transplanting a uterus to a male so that the male can have a baby. This is the power of rationalization. These medical people think they are doing a good thing, but they don't have Nathan in their lives. Look, they're seeking knowledge that God has not ordained. So it's sin, but they don't see it. And many of us who are believers see it so clearly and so plainly. And and we hurt, in a sense, for God, because we are are even beyond setting up a Sodom and Gomorrah. We are, 
I, I don't know how God has so much patience with us that he hasn't destroyed us. I just don't get it. But I know he has a, a, a destiny for us and, and a future. And, and so I, I guess he's just going to stay true to his word regardless of what we do. But, uh, oh, Lord, please forgive us and forgive our people. Any rate, I, I guess I got a little off the beaten track. Whether you really search your heart out of obedience to the Lord or someone like me starts you on this journey of looking at yourself, you will only get to where you need to be if you allow yourself to be humble. Now, when I think of the word humble, I'm going to redefine it a little differently and see if you buy this. I believe that humility is being teachable. And I think being teachable covers the gamut of humility. So whatever you are accepting, as long as you're teachable, it will work. So just think about it. Give it some thought. But teachable is a word we understand And that's why I'm using it, because humility is so vague, people don't understand what it means to be humble. But if you say teachable, it's very easy to test whether you are teachable or not when somebody's talking to you, right? And so the love that we have for God, as an example, must be stronger than our desire to protect ourselves, which keeps us from being teachable, right? Uh, Protecting ourselves builds walls around us and does protect us from getting hurt, but also protects us from receiving love. And the love we have for God must be stronger than our fear of being found out that we've sinned. When other people make a mistake, what do we call it? We say that they sinned, right? And when we have sinned, What do we call it? Oh, it's just a mistake. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us. Are you willing to own this thinking? Are you willing to search and do the hard work of being honest with yourself? It's easier for us to put a Band-Aid on an emotional wound rather than clean it up and receive complete healing. The month of Elul is a time of introspection in order to get closer to God. That's often why we pray and fast during the month. Praying and fasting is defined as voluntarily going without food in order to focus on prayer and fellowship with God. It is focusing yourself to rely on God for strength, provision, wisdom, everything you need. Scripture does not require fasting, even for Yom Kippur, uh, though in Acts 27.9, it is called the fast. But it's not, it's never says to, it's a requirement. But we see in Scripture, Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in Exodus 34.28. King Jehoshaphat called for a fast when they were about to be attacked in Second Chronicles 23. In response to Jonah's preaching, the men of Nineveh, fasted and put on sackcloth. Um, Oftentimes, people 
who were troubled fasted. For instance, David fasted when Saul and Jonathan had been killed. He was so hurt. And Nehemiah and Darius and, and in the New Covenant, Anna worshipped day and night, fasting and praying in the temple. And John the Immerser taught his disciples to fast. And Yeshua fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And believers in Antioch fasted in Acts 13 and sent Paul and Barnabas off on their first missionary journey. And uh, Paul and Barnabas spent time in prayer and fasting for the appointment of elders in Acts 14.23. Spending time in prayer and fasting does not automatically uh, give you the uh, what you desire. <laughs> but we do know that our heart has to be right. We see it in Isaiah 58. It talks all about fasting, and our heart has to be right in this. Isaiah responded by proclaiming that fasting and prayer without the proper heart attitude really was a waste of time. That's in Isaiah 58. So how can you know if you're praying and fasting according to God's will? Are you praying for the honor and glory of God? Look, the other thing is when you're fasting, if you're spending the time, let's say you take out one meal, if you're spending that time to have more time with the Lord, you are fasting well. So design your fast so that you can spend more time with God. Look, Rosh Hashanah begins in just a few weeks, the 15th of September. This month of Elul is preparation. Sometimes, look, this is a search and rescue. We search about ourselves, then we rescue ourselves because we are destroying the enemy who wants us to be prideful, not listen to others, divide people. We, we are tempted to sin. Uh, we repeat sin. That enemy must be destroyed. He and all his works by the blood of Yeshua in the name of Yeshua. And so as we prepare ourselves, we must also prepare others by sharing with them. This is a time to share with the Jewish people right before the holy days. This is a time to talk about forgiveness, sin, and being cleansed. This is a time as Jewish people, if they, ask them if they are written in the book of life. You say, what is the book of life? Daniel 12, 1 and 2. At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. This is the book of life that makes this possible. The book of life is one of the themes of Rosh Hashanah. So ask your Jewish friends and family if their name is written in the book of life. God is gracious to give us a choice, a choice between everlasting life and shame and everlasting contempt. So in this month of a little search yourself, ask God to show you the sin in your life. Rescue Jewish people who need to know Yeshua. Will you take the time to introduce them to Yeshua? Well, 
We're at the end of this program. Uh, let me just mention that one month from now, as I said, the Holy Days, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. What a great time to invite people to services. If you want our Holy Day fall calendar and tickets to invite Jewish people to services, please call our office and we will send them out to you. By the way, tickets to the Holy Days to other synagogues, not Messianic, cost maybe $1,000. So when you give them a ticket free, it's, it's pretty cool. Look, just if uh, please call our office if we can help you in any way. 813-831-5673. Come visit. We love visitors. May the Lord be your first priority as you prepare for these holy days. And may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.